0: the Blaze Radio Network on demand Glenn Beck the Blaze Radio
1: Network David Bonson is a uh, is a guy who wrote a book called Crisis of Responsibility Our cultural addiction to blame and how you can cure it. And it is really, really good. Uh, David is a guy who uh, was more of an economist, was going to write a book on um, the meltdown of 2008. uh, What was really to to blame, if you will, on that. What we haven't done, because we haven't really done anything to fix it. We've only made it worse. But as he started to get into it, he realized that... We have a crisis of responsibility, and we welcome uh, David to the uh, program. Hi, David. How are you? I'm doing great, Glenn. Good to be with you. Uh, this is a great book. Um, really, really fascinating uh, and, and really well written. Um, I, I want to kind of get into the, to the meat of a lot of it and, and just kind of go over some of the, the points in your book. Um, first, explain the, the crisis of responsibility. Explain the, the, the theory well, of just that.
0: Yeah, I mean, essentially, uh, in line with how you sort of set it up, there was a underlying theme out of the financial crisis. And it really has sort of been baked into the American understanding of what took place, that there was some great big uh, uh, infraction that took place. And if you're left of center, you believe that infraction came out of Wall Street. And if you're right of center, you believe that infraction came from government, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, maybe even Federal Reserve monetary policy. And, and there's a certain kind of prima facie truth to, to both sides. Wall Street had uh, uh, its fair share of negligence and, and most certainly government housing policy contributed greatly. But the problem was that both narratives, whether on the right or left, were perfectly willing to treat Main Street as a victim of the crisis and to totally ignore Main Street's culpability in the crisis. And so as I studied it further and further, um, it became just too easy and too simplistic to say that big greedy bankers were giving money to people and then those people um, really wanted to pay it back and just couldn't, and the government was was asleep at the wheel and forcing the banks to do this and so forth and so on. There was all kinds of policy failure. so but this is this. there was a responsibility crisis
1: so David, this is not medicine that most people want to hear um and 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 we've talked about it for years when they were saying these were predatory loans. well, some of them were, but a lot of times, look, I went in, you don't need to ask, I don't need to show you my proof of even of of even a wage i don't i don't have to prove anything that that was us thinking well this is this is great and we were we were in it it wasn't they weren't necessarily predatory they were they were working almost in some ways with us to create this because we wanted it
0: Well, and I actually use the term. There was something very predatory going on, Glenn. It was predatory borrowing, and it's a term I use in the book because the fact of the matter is, best case, you had people that were willing to take loans irresponsibly, that believed they could pay it back, hoped they could pay it back, um, but were being somewhat reckless. Worst case, they were committing full-blown fraud, absolutely lying and just assuming that even though they're Cash flow would not enable them to service the mortgage. The property would continue escalating, and they would just participate in this little pyramid scheme that became the U.S. housing market from 2004 to 2006. I- but then as I, as I really delve into in, in Chapter 4 of the book, this is the part that breaks my heart morally and culturally, is the fact of the matter is we had no financial crisis if it weren't for the people that were perfectly able to meet their loan obligations that actually could make their payment. Yeah, maybe their house price had gone down in value and it was unfortunate and so forth, but they had the assets, they had the income, but they were allowed to just walk away from the loans. And and this is the area that I think warrants a further cultural and moral conversation as to why in 1991 in the savings and loan crisis, when 20% of Americans were upside down on their home Did we have less than 1% of a default rate? And yet in 2008, just 17 years later, not only did you see upwards of 20% of people walking away from their homes, but this is the worst part. They could go to the bar and brag about it on Friday night. That was the part that, to me, indicated this crisis of responsibility. So
1: there is a there's a great deal of difference now. One one of my favorite um, presidential stories, I think that very few people know, is about uh, Harry Truman, who I may disagree with his policies here and there. I think was a really decent decent man. Um, in World War II, he comes back from World War II, and he gets a loan to start a business, and he he runs a a, a men's clothing store. He and his his partner. Um, they go into business, things you know don't go well, and he goes bankrupt, I think, in the mid-20s. Um, it takes him until he's president to pay all those loans back. He doesn't just take the bankruptcy. He says, look, it was my fault that we, we didn't make it. I borrowed this money, and when I borrowed it, I said I would pay it back. And so I, I'm i going to pay it back. And he paid every person, every lender he paid back, even though he had the ability to go bankrupt.
0: That's right. I think that speaks to a certain character and ethos that existed. And in fact, the whole Great Depression, by the way, if you re- read some of what Amity Schlaes has written on it, it's yeah. fascinating. It was a culture in which then you could really argue people had. Tremendous justification in needing to sort of walk away from some obligation. But there was a stigma that said, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be a deadbeat. There was struggle. But 2008 was not a a situation defined by that legitimate struggle. It was a self-induced problem from excessive greed. And what I argue in the book is that that greed at Wall Street that we're all very quick to condemn was exactly the same covetousness on Main Street. Wall Street, they just wore, you know, fancier suits and had more zeros and so forth involved. But it was the same, um, it was cut from the same moral cost.
1: Right, and you're not dismissing the the hideousness of Wall Street and the greed uh, there that they went through. You're just saying...
0: No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. But I will say this, Glenn, this is very important. If we were actually being honest, we would be more critical of Wall Street's incompetence. Than we would. Their greed. Wall Street did something horrifically wrong. They bet in big numbers that Main Street would pay their bills. That was the tremendous <laughs> folly of Wall Street.
1: <laughs> okay, and David. Before we before we move off of the the personal responsibility, um, one of the reasons why we're having uh, uh, that we we may have real trouble in the future is because all of us. Or many of us have have decided that we are going to take the easier route for one reason or another. And you point out uh, that uh, one of the big signs is the uh, disability insurance that we're now on and the, the record numbers and how that's just not possible to be real.
0: Well, I mean, it, it would require a certain leap of faith that is somewhat staggering medically because 100% of the 700% increase in disability claims over the last 8 years is limited to the area of back pain and anxiety. So, so somehow you have to believe that there has been absolutely No uh, increase in anything organic or organ-related, neurological, cardio, respiratory, all these things. And yet it just simply comes down to the two areas where any old doctor can write a note and and get somebody out. So it's really quite distressing.
1: It is Because it's it's a 700% increase.
0: Yeah, well, 700% in just eight years. I mean, the numbers... Going back uh, uh, for a generation, or even far worse than even that, and 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 we and that's tracking those
1: using Social
0: Security.
1: So what is this? What system. is this telling you, David?
0: It, it, it's telling me that we have right now a segment of the society that is comfortable to live off the public dole, um, not work, receive compensation for it and to do so with highly questionable claims about their own physical uh, and mental health. And that the reason for that is the underlying breakdown of morality and breakdown of, of dignity that is embedded in a work ethic, the very work ethic that made America the greatest nation on Earth.
1: So you, you point out early in the, the, the book that we are addicted to uh, blame, and until we start taking responsibility for ourselves, we're we're just going to get worse and worse. Where do we begin?
0: Well, one of the things you know, I believe very much, as is the case of of most really stellar recovery programs for those who have wrestled with personal demons, that of course, the very first step is to admit you have a problem. And that's one of the reasons I suggest in the book, that the the admitting we're in this position and stopping the blame casting. The next time, see, I'm a conservative, uh, limited government advocate, but the next time the government does something that really bothers me, I wanna be able to stop and say, okay, the government could be wrong here, But what else could be going on? Not just simply rely on the fact that big government is always and forever the permanent recipient of my frustration, ire and blame. And likewise, that person who has been fired from a couple corporate jobs and is personally very vindictive at corporate America to always assume their sort of default psychology is that the man is out to get them, so to speak breaking down that mentality in our personal lives but recognizing that we in fact have it and i wish very much as a right-wing guy that this was something that the left had a monopoly on right but i actually think that they had for many years
1: okay hang on we're gonna we're gonna pick it up there the author of crisis of responsibility glenn beck mercury